0: What do you do when someone you love is trapped in addiction? On this episode of the Mission Life Podcast, you'll hear from Bruce, a man who has had his own journey with recovery, and God has led him to open up two recovery residences to help other men find freedom. I believe this conversation could help a lot of people. So let's get started.
1: At some point you have to grasp the idea he can't not misbehave because it's a mental disease it's not just a behavioral thing and that's what normal people have a problem hooking up they can't make sense of it
0: Welcome to the Mission Life Podcast, where we feature stories of people putting their faith into action. My name is Jeff Reams, thank you for listening. Today's episode is unique. It's not about going overseas, helping fight poverty, or serving refugees. It's about something that all of us have likely been affected by in some way. Maybe in your family, maybe in the family of a friend. We see in the news that it's almost become an epidemic in our culture. It's drug and alcohol addiction. I've known our guest today for many years. He's one of my heroes. He's a guy who knows firsthand the mind and heart of an addict as well as what it takes to find freedom and joy. His name is Bruce and he started Perimeter Recovery Residence here in Atlanta. I first met Bruce in a class at our church for people who are investigating Christianity. We clicked almost immediately and began reading scripture together early on Tuesday mornings at his house. Back then, he lived in a house with other men seeking recovery. He made sure there was peace in the home and the men kept the rules. Since then, Bruce has taught me much about what it takes to change, to fight, to experience freedom. He's become a resource as well for friends I know who have loved ones trapped in addiction. Maybe that's where you are. You've got a husband, a wife, a son or daughter who has been battling addiction for years. Or you've got a friend who loves someone trapped. What do you do well that's what this conversation is all about bruce runs perimeter recovery residence a three-quarter house for men who have been through detox and are now trying to live a sober life keep a job and rebuild themselves i met bruce in the living room of one of his houses to ask him one basic question what advice do you have for families whose children are trapped in addiction i believe this conversation can help a lot of people whether stuck in addiction or not. Because ultimately, it's not just about getting rid of drugs and alcohol, but finding joy and freedom, something we all want. Bruce and I were joined by Vickers, the leader of that Bible study where I first met Bruce. Let's listen to what these two have to say about this important topic. So what do you do at Perimeter Recovery? What is Perimeter Recovery?
1: What we do at Perimeter Recovery is we offer a... uh, a living situation for the the guys, we're gender specific, uh, the guys to go to their next step in recovery. They've been through detox, they've been through, usually most of them have been through a 30 day treatment program, it's not not required. But here at Perimeter, they're working, looking for work, volunteering, going to school, or doing something during the day. Uh, Getting back out into society, Uh, surrounded by structure and that structure consists of fellowship the other guys in in the houses Uh, the older guys are working with the newer guys we are a 12-step community-based program that encompasses some type of organized religion uh, classes at least two a week uh, we're one of the only programs that re- uh, we're one of the only programs 12 step programs that require church on Sunday we do a Wednesday night spiritual which consists of the big book and what I call the big big book, the bible it's a crossover, I like to use the word bridge and uh, that's what we're doing here it's uh, <coughs> treatment, we talk about treatment a lot, treatment is a 24 seven structure. My requirements are to be compliant and not use drugs or alcohol. And that's very hard on the front end for for most of us. But what do I do next? I go to jail and I serve my time. And then what do I do next? Have I been taught any life skills? Uh, cause, cause, Cause the tough part is getting back out there with you guys in real life. I don't seem to do well out there. I'm able at times to put it down.
0: This, you call this three quarter. Uh, what is the difference? some of that vocabulary that people might- Yeah, three
1: quarters is, 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 thank you, that's a, that is a, that is an
0: industry term.
1: I I, I do refer to this as an industry. Halfway is less than three quarter. Uh, Halfway is much more structured. Here we're the next step in three quarter, we're learning how to get out, behave, go to work, get there on time, not harm anybody all day at work, not yell at anybody, the boss or the customer. And you normal people hear that, you kind of smile and you say, wow, well, I'm being serious. We have a problem with that. We have two tools in our tool bag. One is fight and one is flight. I have to learn the other behaviors. Those are the only tools I have in my bag, and I use them uh, on a regular basis.
2: Jeff, what I've said many times is that when somebody who's ready to recover from drug and alcohol stuff gets into a residential full-time recovery program, the only responsibility they have is being sober. That's it. There's no job. There's no wife. You can't talk to your wife. The only thing they are doing is being there full time on that campus, sometimes locked in. The only thing they got to do is be sober. When you get to halfway, when you get to three quarters, you have additional responsibilities that make life one degree or two degrees or three degrees more challenging. Over here at Perimeter Recovery Residence, one of the requirements is you got to have a job, or be going to school, or volunteering. Or those are those the three things, Bruce? You got to do every yeah, day. Yeah, we're, we're we're trying
1: to get you back out in, in the, into I call it into society, uh, where, where that's the motive here.
2: Recovery.
1: Back now, into society. and I'll, let me back up a second, and let's assuming that I have my medication right. And that I haven't been seriously dual diagnosed.
2: Well, that's that's,
1: that's a that's another thing that we will uh, that will pop up. The dual diagnosis we're talking about some professional help in working out some areas uh, that are over our pay scale, mental health, issues. mental health issues. And we, I would say, uh, probably a third of our guys are seeing therapists, psychologists at this time. I heavily recommend that. I'm a big believer. I call them vehicles. I, it, it took a lot of vehicles to get me sober.
2: Is the dual diagnosis always diagnosed in a full-time residential program? No, no. no okay, so what happens is they come here, and as life gets more complicated, mm-hmm. staying sober is just your top priority. It's not your only priority.
1: Right. And and it can should, be your only priority. It could be. Uh, it, it's, it's,
2: you got it's, people here that don't have to work?
1: Uh, no, everybody has to work. So this particular model. Priority.
2: It's your top priority, right. and when you get where you can do that at a full-time place, you come to a three-quarter place where you have additional priorities that you've got to balance. Right. Right? i got to stay sober and i got to carry on the job where I don't get in a fight and don't yell anybody. But what Bruce works very hard to do is expose people to people who have even more levels of accomplishment they have a job and a family, so it's not like you can just live alone. Being a bachelor's pretty easy, right? So you get that's a family.
1: Too, you're exactly right, Beckers. And, and and I talk about the industry and, and the patient. I I, I I by no means want to make this a perimeter recovery advertisement. Mm-hmm. This is to uh, help on the front end with what understanding the game. And I call it a game. I call it an industry. I can call it what you want, but that's what I call it, just to kind of get, get in the right frame of mind. Cause you, be, you, you better buckle up.
0: It, it's on. When you've got, you've got a lot of people to think about, you've got the, the person trying to get sober and you got the people that love them. And I know as you and I have talked recently, uh, you've told me about, uh, it seems like you get a lot of calls from parents about what to do and how to, how to help their kids. And
1: the, and, the, and, and the first thing that you need to keep in mind is, first thing that's most important is that you take care of yourself. The parents. You're talking about parents. You're about parents. Parents, and I, I like to use the word normal people, and I, and I don't mean that in any derogatory term. It's just people that are not addicts or alcoholics. We call them normal people, just a short way to move on in the conversation (laughs) normal people do not stand a chance with us and if you're a parent or a family member that is involved or has been involved with a one of us you understand exactly what i'm talking about you stay four or five steps behind us all the time and all of a sudden i'm looking up and this hasn't been going on for weeks this has been going on for years or decades the, the 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 patient the 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 addict can never seem to grasp that carrot can't seem to climb the corporate ladder it's always something and as i write if i sit down and write it down it becomes very obvious and what I'm doing, what you're doing as a normal person, is you're using the tools that you got, that you have, which are common sense and and, and goodness and and spiritual, I mean, and, and that's, and we need that, but it doesn't put a dent in us. We see that, and it's not intentional, but we, can, we may perceive that some of that as weakness. We will manipulate that. We will tell you what you want to hear and promise you anything. And especially when the purse strings are tied to you. That's very important. We can't operate without money. And middle and upper class addiction, I'm kind of addressing right now, um, is we can't move around. Most of the guys in North Carolina are not breaking into houses, you know, and that they're manipulating somebody that's got some money, usually mom and dad. And uh, the, we've talked about this epidemic going on now, and it is an epidemic, but the regular business has been going on. We've just increased the millennials. It's just, they've just, that's an add-on. It's not like it's just them and opiates now. It's we still got our regular clients. This opiate epidemic, opiates is Vicodin and, 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 and uh, Oxycontin and, and, of course, heroin. They're, they're painkillers. There's people in the news all the time that aren't drinking. They're just taking a bottle of pain medicine, and it's just as bad. So you, see, you see all of that in your... All that. All that. Yeah. All that. And it's a lot of... Uh, Hey, hey is I don't want to use the word liberal necessarily, but we've gotten to where we can use the word uh, drugs in our meetings most of the time. Uh, what are parents saying when they call you? what's that phone call like? The parents are when they call it's it, it's always the same it's we've got a problem they usually don't want to tell me everything I, and I understand this and the first principle that that we're going to talk to to the, the the attic about is honesty. And they need to get honest too.
2: The parents you talked about.
1: The parents, what's really going on here. And it's hard to get past the embarrassment of what's going on. It's just not in our nature to put our stuff on the street. Uh, Bruce, now, the, sometimes the first question is now, I don't want you to share this with anybody. And, and that's kind of an industry standard we we don't talk well, none about of that surprises
2: that. you, does it? So How many people have these parents been able to talk to who didn't take advantage of that vulnerability? Right. You're the first one they ever encountered, right? Who actually could help them without uh, embarrassing them?
1: The, the help is out there. The help has always been out there. That's not the problem. The problem is, do I want to talk about it? with somebody today, this afternoon, or do I want to help actually work towards recovery, fixing the problem? Or do I just want to talk to somebody? Because what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to make you cross the lines that you haven't crossed yet. If you had crossed them, you would have been further down the line.
2: So if if you're going to be able to help somebody, it's going to inconvenience them and maybe make them uncomfortable?
1: Inconvenience would be, uh, would, would be a, a mild word. <laughs> okay. So. It is a huge problem. We are, we have a, we call it a disease, and we, the, the detox and the, the initial recovery in treatment when I have absolutely no responsibility
2: Except trying to get back, sober.
1: back to my job. My job is to behave and don't do drugs. And then we call it a pink cloud comes out. I start feeling good. I got some color back in my cheeks. I'm putting on some weight. I was 30 pounds underweight. Now I'm starting to put on some weight. I'm getting accolades from everybody, how good I look, et cetera, et cetera. But what's next? but what's next? See, I can't stay in that for too long. And that, now, we're, now we're headed towards the reason we call this a spiritual program as opposed to a self-help program. It is a huge difference. The, the, we, we, when I take away the drugs and alcohol, I have created, I say I, we, have created a huge void in their lives.
2: Mm.
1: Now, with any void, something else has to be put in there. And if I don't eventually hook up with this God of my understanding, somebody other than me, I'm going to put back in that void exactly what I just took out. And most parents, most people that have been around addicts, see this behavior. I call it a merry go round. It's like he was just okay just a while ago, now he's back to right where he was. Abstinence does not affect uh, the cure.
2: Abstinence is not recovery. Is Abstinence what you're me.
1: is just a uh, vacation away from drugs and alcohol, and, and my body naturally reacts to that in a healthy way. But we're back to a mental disease after all the whole time i've been doing all this it hasn't been my alcohol drug problem that was just what i reached for to get relief
2: from the mental anxiety from the mental
1: anxiety but it gives you a
2: physical addiction too doesn't it
1: it will eventually the chemicals will take over now we're talking about a whole other subject but i can go to detox and go to hospital and go to treatment 30 and get that out of me if i if i don't die first
2: sometimes we do
0: so what's What's causing you to reach? What, what have you found?
1: I'm back to the, the question with the parent. Are you ready to take some action? Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Are you, are, we're gonna ask the client to get out of the way and let us help you. We have to say the same thing to the parent. Are you gonna get out of the way and let us help?
0: What are some and, mistakes you see parents making early on?
1: <clears throat> they can't let go. Uh, they've been doing this so long they have become dependent on the addict. The, the addict. We call that codependency.
0: How so? Why does that demonstrate? Uh, my,
1: I have slowly but surely lost a lot of stuff that I was doing in my life. My life has become taking care of Junior, keeping Junior out of trouble, because I know it's going to happen. I'm worried sick all the time about him. And it gets worse sometimes not better and i'm defining this beast i call it the beast by myself and i'm not i'm not educated on it i'm not capable of doing it i'm not one so we're gonna we're gonna send you we're gonna send i keep going to the client we're gonna send a client in with other people that have the same problem he's not so unique now what happens to the parents Parents need to go to Al-Anon and take care of themselves. See, this help has been out there the whole time. They've just—we don't want to let go. So and you say, well, that the
2: parents need as much help as the, as the can, resident and Can resident. be,
1: can be. That's not all. You're going to have parents say, "We've seen him to ten treatment places and he
2: had not got it yet."
1: And now we're moving into boundaries.
2: Well, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Sure. So the parents are trying to give the child something the parents ain't got to give Uh that's a good way of putting it but
1: see it's not and i don't say that in a bad way it's not that they've done anything wrong that's the only way they know to do it they have no other way of handling this huge problem when i get cancer Uh everybody knows yeah everybody's praying for me
2: yeah
1: i'm getting Letters and cards and presents at the, in the in the room.
2: Uh-huh.
1: It doesn't have a uh, bad connotation attached to it, other than it's life threatening, of uh-huh. course. Uh-huh. You know, we alcoholics, drug addicts don't have a corner on the market on pain. Okay, I'm not. Uh, that, that's important because I know I know y'all hear about you know everybody like you know I've had my problems. I had cancer and I and I'm not taking away from that. That that's dire you know I, I understand that it's the connotation is that's almost acceptable this is in the past has been something a little dirty
2: more than a little
1: could be more than a little
2: mainly because
1: it's so visible
2: yeah there's no hiding the truth when you wreck it car the 18th time
1: it involves police officers it involves fraud it involves money and trust and uh, dishonesty and it just all the all the bad principles,
2: then let me ask you a question this uh, uh, this is hard for me to get my mind around, okay, so you got a parent that wants in the worst way to help, gets over the embarrassment and the humiliation of coming over here, but they still can't turn loose. why because they've been
0: keeping well, Junior you know, alive by and, their
2: fingernails yeah. with duct tape and bubble right. gum, and if I give him to you, yeah, yeah. he won't survive?
1: Well, here again, we're back to going to Al-Anon. So here it is, maybe you need to, the parent need to get around some other parents that are like you, because you're not doing that
2: now. You're, and Al-Anon's the only place to go? Uh, we you? we recommend
1: Al-Anon, we certainly recommend church, but even in church, it's, uh, you know, how much experience have you had with this on a long-term basis?
2: I'm the only resource I got. I'm the only person who knows Junior got a problem. I'm not talking to anybody about it. We have,
1: You need to call out anon There's a program there that you can call. They actually work the steps just like that. But my, my point is, you need to get around some people that have gone through this journey and come out on the other end they uh. are able to talk to you better about where you're at right now. And that is so important. Until I came into the program, I use this analogy. Everything I talk about, I've heard before. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) just about my my, uh, linguistic uh, behavior is uh, is, is, uh, some—I twist it around a little bit to communicate better.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: I'm a zebra now, running with zebras.
2: You got friends that empathize. For 25
1: years, I was out there as a zebra running with horses, and I couldn't understand why. I didn't quite fit in. I didn't understand. There was no answers for me. I just thought I maybe drank more than the guy beside me, or, or did my my thinking. I didn't. I had no idea my thinking was askewed. I didn't think my behavior was that bad. I thought bad people put little kittens in bags and dropped them off the bridge. And I could honestly say I've never done that. So that must be. I must be a good guy. And I went to church for some reason for a long time when I was a kid. So the Christian thing came right out of my mouth quick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and so that's not the problem. I'm really not a bad guy, and in reality I was. In reality I was. I was not, uh, I, I was not under the, uh, God's umbrella. I was operating outside of that. And things weren't working out. You know, I, I didn't have any guidance. Uh, I didn't know anything. I didn't know this existed over here.
2: And are the parents in the same boat being out of place? (laughs) I think so until they can let go see, and, and and
1: I have to hit them with the hard questions sometimes and it sounds so, am I participating in killing them?
2: I'm trying to keep him alive.
1: No you're not, not at this point. Let's look at your track record. How's Junior doing?
2: He's alive. Really? I see where you're coming from now.
1: Really? I can tell you don't have one living in your basement, Vickers. <laughs> if you call it, see that's not a It's when there's an alcoholic or an addict in the house,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there's so many children of alcoholics that are listening to this, and I know exactly what I'm saying, makes the whole house manic.
2: I've seen that.
1: It makes the whole house just a little off-center, just a little different than the Smith's next door. <laughs> The Smiths' next door just don't seem to have these problems. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because, we, I go back to what I said, the, the, the alcoholic in the house keeps everything upside down with his, with his ill-gotten gains, with his dishonesty, with his promises, with a, and, and the husband, it's, it's knocking on the door and say, let me in, I won't do this again. At ah. some point, you have to grasp the idea, he can't not, Misbehave because it's a mental disease. It's not just a behavioral thing. And that's what normal people have a problem hooking up. They can't make sense of it.
0: So, do the parents kick them out? What's the.
1: No, they, you need to get proactive and set some boundaries. And as long as you are, in, especially when you're in control of the purse strings, you have a big say in what's going on. As the alcoholic, I may not believe you. You know why I don't believe you? Because you've said the same thing to me 10 times over the last 10 years.
2: And hadn't stuck to it all. And have ones. not
1: stuck to it. And I know that. I will whine and moan until you change your mind. I had a guy come in on a, he was coming, got out of got out of treatment on a Friday. He was coming to my place. Supposed to come right to my place. She, can, can he come home with me for three days? I said, you know, we, we, we prefer concurrent Care rolls out of there into here. Well, I got this, and I got this, and I got this. And, and see, it's it's she wanted the mom wanted to see Junior. She wanted to spend time with Junior. She's missed him. He's been gone for six weeks at this other program. She's a single mom. She's probably been. I'm just getting lonely and bored without. Mm-hmm. Handling Junior's affairs, now (laughs) now all she's gotta do is handle her
0: affairs. It's a new normal (laughs) for her It's a new normal.
1: And she does not have any, has no concept of how to handle it. So Junior comes out, and we agreed Junior wasn't gonna get his car. Got a nice 19 year old, got a brand new car, never worked today, okay, that's another subject. But I'm thinking, maybe he doesn't need his car. Well she gave me five good reasons why he shouldn't have a car. She complaining about this, telling me about Junior's behavior. And then I came up with a couple of things, reasons why Junior shouldn't have it. So we got about seven things reasons why Junior shouldn't have it. And so my last conversation was, now he's gonna be home with you for three days. He's a 19 year old kid. I said, man, he's gonna wear you out. (laughs) Oh no, no, no I'm, I'm good. I believe what you're saying. Everything you've said is, is, I don't know how you know all this. And I said, man, it's just, I've just been doing this a minute. It's not that I'm that smart, I've just been doing it a minute. Monday morning comes. She says, he's on his way down. And I said, okay, good. And I it took me a fellow that I said, that sounds like he's alone maybe in his car. So I called her. And she started laughing, she started giggling. Nice. And I says, I assume he's coming down. She said, yeah, she said everything you said was right. I says, ma'am, you told me he didn't have, he had an insurance problem. We didn't have, he sure, he can't bring his car on my property. <laughs> no, she came and got the car. Ah, I mean, just, just as easy as that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here. Should I take this client in? I, I need to fill the beds and, and yada, yada yada. No, it's, this is this is this is the right thing to do, which is hard to do in any business. Yes, it's hard when you've got money sitting there in front of you here, and the right thing to do over here. You, you need you better have a program, <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for everybody, and because it, it becomes ethics. Is it, is, it, is it ethical? Ethical people seem to stick around longer, don't they? <laughs> Man, that's this is magical, isn't it? <laughs> How does that happen? Honestly and ethical, they stick around longer. Mm. Uh, so anyway, uh, he's been with me for a while. He was, I said, we will process you getting in the car in 30 days. Mm. He was perfectly fine with that. I don't know if he was hearing it from somewhere else, but it's, I call it, it's the dance you're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're doing, we gotta stop this
2: dance. And until you showed her, she had no idea that she and was She enabled. thought
1: she did. She, intellectually, ah. she did. But she has become, the mental illness has slipped into her life. It is contagious, isn't no, it? No, it's, 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 I'm constantly just trying to keep the fire not out, just down. Mm, yes. <laughs> just not out, although yes. it's never all the way, it's sitting on the back burner all the time. All I got to do is bump into the uh, controls and it boils over. And I live a life of that. And now that I look down, hey Bruce, now that you say that, this is kind of how it's been for a long time.
0: What if, what if Junior's in the basement and he doesn't want help? He doesn't want recovery?
1: Here again, whose basement is he in? Here again, I'm controlling the price, uh, 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 price strings. This is the program, Junior, we gotta, this has gotta stop. I've gone out and done some research, and this is the plan we've come up with we've had to do this because you weren't able to i've gone out i've checked these places out and this is what we're going to do and we're going to back you 100% financially if you go do this now and if you don't if you don't you're going to have to leave it's disrupting everybody the whole family we're worried you're going to die Junior, I'm to the point to where I think you would might be better in jail. You might be safer in jail. Oh my gosh, that can't be true. I've seen many people get sober in jail. Do
0: you, have, you ever advise parents to call? Parent, uh, I, 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 open hmm.
1: I open that door. I open that door. I got to. She's got to go into that basement armed because I know I. I you it's don't not mean a, with a fair gun. fight.
2: You don't mean with a gun. You mean, no, with, no, 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 I don't mean with the gun. She needs to no, be armed. Right. Right. Never shoot your
1: child. <laughs> That's if you can't do that.
2: Now, Bruce, now, have you been now, you armed?
1: I'm saying armed because you need some tools that you haven't used before. They know that you, you know, they, uh, the
2: tools you've had have not used have in not the past.
1: What in our background says this is going to work? Oh, you serious this time? I've seen you be serious before. I'll just ride this out. I'll just ride this out. Right. I may even tell you everything you want to hear right now, but nothing, a week from now, just kind of nothing ever gets done. You know, we, we have, we've been around people like that that just say one thing and it just, I like them so much and I want to believe them so much. It's the guy that's lying, the guy that's rude and the guy that's arrogant. You know, we don't, you know, it's easy to figure that guy out. It's the person you love
2: have you ever gone down to junior's basement with the, parent? that's the parents that's an
1: intervention certainly and, and certainly and that's uh, that, that that's another that's a whole other conversation but it all starts with you getting serious it doesn't start with it, it, is it going to be a phone call or do you just want to hear so many of my phone calls end at that phone call and never hear from them again
2: the parents can't that so many they don't take calls, your coaching on how to intervene. No,
1: they really don't. They major- do coach the, the
2: parents on how to intervene, though.
1: Know, yeah, I show them. I got. I show them in the direction to go. I'm not a professional intervention. I can go in there with somebody. I know who, who to go in there with. It's a way. you never go in there by yourself.
2: Can you provide a reference for a parent sure, who says, sure. I, mean, I don't know the, how to intervene on my child." Can you tell me about a parent who? This did? is
1: the industry I'm in.
2: So you can if if, if people
1: are there. Have always been there,
2: and so if, if I were a parent of a child who was living in the basement at forty two and drinking and drugging, you could tell me of sure other people but you I'm know to, who've had but, success yes, getting their but children I'm back out to the of the basement. same problem. Hmm.
1: That intervention just doesn't want to have nothing to do with if, if you're not serious. So it's on. The he's got a, first. he's got a plan. There, it's plans been there, always been there. Are you willing to? Take it, take it no. Watch that that show. I used to watch it. I, I don't watch it anymore. It's just, it's, it's very uh, 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 the word boundaries. Is, it, it, it's 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 very precise. But if you're not going to participate, you're, you're just doing the same old dance. And here's the deal. I'm not going to participate in y'all's dance.
2: Bruce is not.
1: The, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Have no interest in. Participate in your dance. And I have no interest is, in participating in all these specifics that that are that make you unique, you, Bruce. You just don't understand. Yes, I, yes, we do understand. We have a program, and we want Junior to come into it. And what like you're it.
2: telling me is that Junior understands he's dancing, but the parents don't understand that Junior's calling the tune yeah, for the it dance. Doesn't,
1: it doesn't have to be premeditated. It can be. It can be subconsciously the way I'm doing it. It doesn't have to be. A, 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 a sociopathic behavior. Hmm. It's just how I operate.
0: Mm. I like how you told me before, Bruce. I'm trying to get you on my program. I'm not trying right. to join your I program. Have, I have
1: no. <laughs> we have no interest in doing Junior's program. See, that's what you're doing. You're doing you Junior's program. You're doing a great job of that, as, <laughs> as, as it is, and getting nowhere. I'm not saying we're gonna get anywhere with it, but how much proof do you need in the basement? Or how many more phone calls do you need that, mom, things are just bad, I need a, need some money, and I'm married and I got four kids. I get that call, the, the guy's married, got four kids, and he's broke all the time, and he keeps calling us for money. There's a problem. Until we fix, address the problem, the behavior's not gonna change. And, and deep down, we all understand this intellectual. Everything I've been talking about makes sense. And, 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 and we want to do this, but we can't. Somewhere in the the alcoholic gets involved in the process. Mm. He doesn't get involved in my process necessarily. And I wanna see if you can walk and chew bubble gum for a little while. Uh before he starts telling me all these stories he's got. let's can you come in for 30, you know, do this, this, and this, and then we're going to go out and get a job. Doesn't have to be a vocation job. It's a job to see if I can get up, clean up, put my clothes on, go to work on time, not harm anybody, not curse anybody, and come home, Go to a meeting at night and get up and do it again tomorrow. Do that for six to 12 months. Now we're starting to walk out of the forest. When you learn to do the little things in life, life will hand you some bigger things. And then life will hand you some bigger things. See, the alcoholic wants to be vice president like next week. Can I be, where's the vice president application? I want to start with that one. And that is, that's hard. It's humbling. I see lawyers, doctors, pilots come through this program. I've seen hundreds of them come through this program. Your intellect has nothing to do with it.
2: No, it's not about how smart you are.
1: Somewhere I've gotten off on the wrong path. And my encouragement is, you, you. It starts with, uh, it starts with that first move and following through with it. Treatment is very expensive. Insurance will cover thirty days. So thirty days is absolutely. Uh, I can hold my breath for thirty days. It's not long enough, and I need to. what well, and. It's important that I come out of whatever environment I come out of into tree, into recovery. I wanna be sure that when that process is coming to an end or at an end for the next level, that I never go back into that same environment. I never wanna go back to the basement. Mm-hmm. This is not about going to this nice treatment thing and then going back to mom's house. Mm-hmm. Now there, there's financial complications, but. You know, there's a process. up We can, you know, we're going to work through you with that. Are you doing everything you're? Go- are you do- you're supposed to be doing every day to to avoid this financial thing? Well, I find that the people that are that it's like anything else. The more you put into it, the more you get out of it.
0: How do how do parents evaluate programs? Because programs are different. So they this, are. This That's a
1: great question. And and you, you use the word program. We 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 use the word flop house. Flop house. <laughs> <laughs> flop house. Well, excuse me. I don't want to be specific about anybody, but yes, they're out there. So we have a good website, uh, the Georgia Association of Recovery Residents. It's called GAR. You can go to that website, GARNOW, N-O-W, GARNOW.org, and you will go to the membership, uh, the membership role and there'll be forty to fifty places on there. It, it, it's city specific. It's wherever you're located. It'll have some places there, and it's like it's like anything else you do. It's like anything else you purchase. I want to see some references. Do you have anybody? You know, you do a little shopping around. How much is it? How much is it doesn't necessarily need to be the first question you ask. You'd be amazed if that's the first question you ask. It's like, okay, if I was cheaper, you'd come in.
2: Yeah, well, that's not good. That's not good. How how do you measure the success of a residential recovery program as as an outsider?
1: Their ethics,
2: their honesty. Do the numbers matter? No. I don't mean just the numbers of... uh, It doesn't necessarily
1: mean I have, and this is hard to work through because society and business is structured us this
2: way.
1: Uh A business, all businesses would be out of business if they had the uh, success rate number-wise that we have. Nobody would be open. (laughs) Okay? Because Junior doesn't make it here, doesn't make the program bad. Good, but certainly... But I'm amazed that that's where we go first.
0: Success rate, quote unquote.
1: If he didn't make it here, it's a bad program. And now you're falling back into that same dance, see? Mm -hmm. It's never his problem. It's always somebody else's problem. And that's a a common denominator. If you're seeing that, if you're hearing any of the things that I've been talking about, if you're hearing or seeing this, it's real.
2: Well, it's a failure to accept personal consequences.
1: I've become, I don't use that word very much anymore. Mm. There's no black cloud. There's no black sheep in the family. Mm. I don't have bad luck.
2: Mm.
1: These are all things that used to be heavy in my my excuse category. Mm -hmm. If your life was like mine, you know, no, it's not right. That's. We call it a new pair of glasses. I have to take off my old pair of glasses and I will be given another pair. Wow. I had no idea that I was missing the mark so bad. I had no idea.
2: So a good program would have demands of the sponsoring party, the parents or the friends or whoever it was, you have to coach them on how to get out of the way?
1: Nope. No, not that's no. I'm not. I, there's there's treatment centers that offer that, mm-hmm. and I can send them to some places that do that. That mm-hmm. have some nightly classes for, for couples, mm-hmm. for parents, uh, and I can give that. i give that information to Jeff. That's a great great question. It's all about getting in the area of expertise. Uh, I have mine, and and I, and we do a few things real well, and that. I'm very aware of my pay scale, I'm very aware when I'm getting too deep of water, I know when to hand off. Mm-hmm. And I will not let you drag me in there. Mm. It's important. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you learn this through ethics classes, and, 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 and you know, it's, there, is a, there is a system here. Unfortunately, there is no state or federal umbrella that we operate under. Now the 501c3 is a tax, federal tax. Mm-hmm. That's another sub. But as far as being regulated, mm-hmm. I operate under the GAR umbrella, and it's 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 very tight, but it's private. It's uh it, it's 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 not a federal or state. I guess I might be able to probably say thank goodness, but there's the rules and regulations can get, there's people out here operating outside of the GAR umbrella, and that's legal. Now, why would I operate outside of the GAR umbrella? That would be my first question. Are they GAR approved? That would be a first question. Before, how much are you? Mm -hmm. Are you in good standing with the GAR? I have a meeting coming up. Uh, we, We meet the we meet every other month, the first Tuesday of every other month, we have, a, we have a large meeting. And it's a great group of people. We're all in the same, same business. Mm-hmm. Sober living, uh, most of it's sober living and, and treatment. Treatment has just gotten so pricey. I, I recommend treatment to everybody one time. See, treatment is classes. Treatment is education. That's when, different
2: than walking the walk. The
1: walking the walk. Well, I'm going to have to go start out like that. We call them rehab jobs. You've got to go get a rehab jobs for the reasons I said earlier.
0: Do they have to have a certain amount of time sober before they come to you, live in your house?
1: Not necessarily. I have, a, I have an intake process that I go through. And if they're not ready for this program, I, would, I don't break them in. Why? Because my first concern is the community. I'm very careful who I put in this community with the other guys. It's not about just filling beds. If you've got that kind of, uh, if that's what you're doing, you're gonna end up with a, can I say, flop house.
0: I love what, you've said it before, I've heard you say that 70% of their recovery will come through the community.
1: Unbelievable, unbelievable that, that, that I heard that the first time early in recovery and I went, are you kidding? And why, why, why's the price tag so high? How's you know, it, it's, it's, I don't share well with others. I don't play well with others. Mm-hmm. Look, look at your concerned person and, 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 and look at those two things I just said and see if those don't match up. I don't play well with others. I don't share well with others. I really don't like others. I'm in pretty much in survival mode all the time. And when I say survive, a drowning man is not able to help anybody. As a matter of fact, you better, you gotta be careful how you save that drowning man. Most of us are drowning and we're pulling everybody else that we can get our hands on down with us. By the time I come into treatment, most of those people have left me except my biological loved ones. Everybody else has left the building. <laughs> Everybody else has left the building. The only reason you haven't left the building is because of your child or your spouse. If you're lucky enough to have one of those spouses that sticks by you for a little while.
0: So what's that like when, they, when they're used to living that way and then they come into your house? What, what, what's the experience like? Because you're forcing them to live in community and, and uh, be around others
1: we do it's 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 mainly about you know rules and some basic rules and regulations which are in reality are the same rules and regulations normal people live by it's not it's nothing crazy it's, it's not it's not marine boot camp it's it's not like that it's just it's we're teaching you how you're going to have to make up your bed you're going to have to clean up after yourself You can't be mean and rude. We have four non-negotiables. You can't use, of course. Uh, No romance. We're very gender specific here. I'm a big believer in that, at least for the first year. Uh, Can't break curfew. Curfew at our place is 11.30. Everybody's a little different. Ours is 11.30. And no violence or threat of violence is very important. You can't posture up like you do in the pod cell at jail, where you're the tough guy, and that's not what we're doing. It's, it's we're leaving the street out at the street when you come in here, and trying to live like most of us used to live when we were little kids at home, and that's important. Um, I, 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 it's about filling that void. You've you've. You, You've literally taken my. You've taken my love away. You've taken my thing that I'm passionate about. The thing that I spent all my time with. It's gone.
0: And you talk about the spiritual aspect of this. The goal is not just to get Junior sober and get him a job and get him out of your basement.
1: Right. That's huge. That's a huge beginning, and it's hard. The success comes from adding things in my life that I didn't have before. We, we call it a toolkit, and, and I learned all that in, uh, it's lifestyle, it's lifestyle. I, learning how to handle anger, jealousy. You know, anger for an alcoholic is called rage. And you know, normal people get angry. We experience rage. That's usually what you see on the six o'clock news every day. Mm-hmm. Especially here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's horrendous. Mm-hmm. And it's coming from people that are raging. It's usually drug related. And, and, and I don't think we have any idea how close you are to that hot fire. I, it, it's, I'm in survival mode. I may, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not thinking that you're my loving Whatever, I'm in survival mode all the time. That's why I have to lie, I have to cheat, I have to steal. I'm riding around all day long avoiding the police. I'm buying drugs. Mm. Buying drugs is illegal. We forget to talk about that, by the way. You know, drugs are illegal that they're doing in the basement
2: Mm.
1: of your house. Mm. Mm. That, that, you know, that. That smoke coming out of the vents down there is not uh, wood burning, it's it's something else burning. And at some point, we have gotten used to that too. I'm literally turning my back on that. I'm literally breaking the law. Wow. It's it's serious business and we get softened to it. It reminds me of church, or or it's, am I I going to church, am I attending church, or am I participating in church? It's a huge difference. Programs like AA, am I going to AA meetings, or am I doing AA? That is, doing AA is a very, a complex, intricate science that shows me all these principles that I need to know. Church is the same thing. So the question is not, hey Junior, did you go to your AA meeting today? That's, we think we're doing our job. Who's your sponsor? What step are you on? Are you doing any volunteer work? Who's your home group? Are you participating? These are these are important. This is getting involved in in in, in whatever you're doing. It's not just going to sitting on a pew and somehow it's just if I sit close enough, I know this guy over here's got it. If I just sit close to him, it'll rub off on me. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know,
1: hey, we've all done it. We've all done it. Yeah. And um, so that's you know, I, and and the and I catch myself. As I attend church or I attend AA and I go back out, it doesn't work. I don't know if you've ever done the church thing and took a six to twelve month break like <laughs> I have before. <laughs> I call it a sabbatical, I think. but uh, you know, it's uh, my 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 cynicism and my bad attitude and and all that will say I've done that church thing. I've done that AA thing, and it didn't work. Well, let's talk about that a little, let's hold on with that, just let's let's, let's talk about that further.
0: You have a lot of guys who come here with church backgrounds, anyways. A
1: lot, and a lot of them come in here. Church, what I found about church in recovery, it's just a big target. It's easy. It's easy, I've done that church thing. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Have you read the literature? Yes, they got literature, it's called the Bible. Personally, that's what turned me on to turn me on to the gospel. Turn me on to that's where I started getting hooked up as I started reading. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. And it's just it's like there's not appeal. There's not appeal. I'm not your appeal.
0: How did that fill a void that maybe even getting sober and getting a job and getting back on your feet? did
1: yeah, that's a good question. It's, it's, it's slow, it's my self-esteem is, and, and my self-worth, and all that is just destroyed. And I'm acting out to cover it up in whatever way. But that's where I get all this stuff is, is uh, man, I start I'm doing, we call it rules of right conduct. Well, Bruce, what does that mean? Well, you've been, lead, lead, you've been doing the ah, uh, do the opposite of what you've been doing. <laughs> Don't play that game with me, you know, Bruce. What's the rules? Of, you know, just whatever you were doing, do the opposite. <laughs> okay, do the. I'm serious. That's a, it's a. Uh, we 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 want to make this thing complicated, and uh, I will get over the uh, the first. I got to get over the obsession with drugs and alcohol. With right? drugs and alcohol. And once that goes away, in reality, that's when the recovery really starts. My problem today is not drugs and alcohol. My problem is day-to-day living. I have to work on it on a daily basis.
2: Bruce, Jeff asked you a question that I want to follow up on, because I talked about it with somebody this morning, actually. You told me that as you watched other people recovering, you noticed that they reached a cap on their recovery. Mm -hmm. I think you said year six year seven Uh, yeah right there was just a place where they couldn't get any further if all they did was the AA program they needed some other spiritual way to grow yeah is that what you found yeah
1: and i don't want to get be careful not to get hooked up there's some six to seven year guys out there that do called year
2: 16 or 17.
1: i don't want to put numbers on it it's what i'm talking about is uh what else is out there other than I can't I can't hide out in church I can't hide out in AA. Uh, there's there's Mike kind of told me a long time ago Bruce your job is to get up dress up get out there and show off your God. And it took me years to figure out what wow. he took me years to figure out what he was talking about.
2: Mm.
1: I get it mm. I get it mm. isolation. Loneliness, survival, boredom. I'm not doing any of that. I would. I think what Mac was explaining it was God's will. Get on out there, boy, and show up what we taught, what you've learned. It's not made to teach you and, and not use. Now we're talking about the twelve step. It ain't. Made, it ain't made. We're not going to let you come in here and steal this and run home with it. <laughs> we're going to want you to come in here, you take it, and you take it down the road, and you find the miserable sky you can find. I call it, in this program, we we take two steps forward. Stop, turn around, take one step back and extend your hand. I tell them, now don't bend over, just extend (laughs) the hand. If you bend over too far, they'll pull you down. But you do that, for a year, three years, five years. So let's say you're taking two steps forward and one back, that's a positive of one. Do that for five years, do that for 10 years. You'll have everything in life you want. That's a promise. But you can't run off with it. You can't stand on a platform and tell me what a great Christian you are. And and, and it's, Tell me what to do. I want to see it in your feet. I want to see it in your feet. I, I, I've been, a, I'm, I'm, I hang, you know, I hang out with either practicing or former con artists <laughs> all the time. I don't need to go in other venues and see it. Let me see your feet. Let me see your feet. Uh, what are you doing? What What are you doing? What are you? You're taking these spiritual gifts that either you were born with or you were taught. And you're going out and helping someone else. I think for me, God will. That's it. Helping God's children out is. Uh, <laughs> and you can be rich and do that. You can be poor and do that. I'm not. That's, you know, you can be. You can be. You can. You you can be the mother of a dead opiate addict. And do that.
0: That's key to your recovery too.
1: Yeah. That's the that's the, the taking the uh, taking taking that step back is the key to, and I see so many of us uh, we forget that. How can I help? We all help in different ways. Some of us are communicators. <laughs> Some of us are uh, introverts. Some of us are extroverts. Whatever, you know. I, I, it's I don't <clears throat> I'm very com- more comfortable today of who I am. Nobody. We use the term owns me as far as, people used to own me. If you patted me on the back, you owned me. If you looked at me cross-sided, you owned me. It was like, I never knew who I was. I never knew who I was. I could police 95 out of 100 people in a room and all I thought about was those five. And it would just wear me out. I was gonna do everything I could to convince those five. And it changed to who I'm trying to, who I wanna be.
0: You're really rebuilding, guys. is what I hear. It
1: is. A, it is a rebuilding. That's a great question. Since the word we use is rehab, you know what is rehab? Rehab's become some connotation of uh, drug use. And re- rehab, we have two. Uh, I'll use this quick analogy. We have two two great running backs. My favorite, of course, is Marcus Lattimore. You may be familiar with uh, the local guy, Nick Chubb. Both of them had horrendous injuries. They, they were on TV, you saw it, it Maybe you couldn't watch it. Uh, Lattimore had it two years in a row. Chubb had it one, I mean, you know, it's just horrendous. <clears throat> so both of those guys were taken off the field forever. Maybe, maybe forever. Those guys went and they got operated on. Detox, emergency room, hospital. And when they came out of there, that's when the work started. If they wanted to get back on the field, this next six to 12 months was gonna be hell. Talk to anybody that's had that as ACL, MCL, whatever the specific injury was, I'm not sure. Those guys, the work they had to put in to get back on the field of life. For them, it was a football field. Football field cannot compare to the field of life. The field of life is much more complicated and lasts a lot longer. So that's what rehab is. There's a restructuring, there's a fitness thing that goes on, there's not a I've heard, I've heard those guys talk. This is the hardest, most spiritual thing that's ever happened to them was that period of do I just quit it or do I get back out there? And for us, quitting carries a whole nother connotation. Whole nother connotation. See, this thing, see here, and I, this thing's got to end. It's got to end. This drug use at this level is abnormal. It's nothing social about it. It's got to end, and it's gonna end. It always does. How that end is, only God knows.
0: Maybe this question relates to the first step, but um, I think about you're doing this as a follower of Jesus, you're doing this as a Christian. How does the gospel speak to the parents and how does it encourage them in what they're trying to do with their kids? Maybe, it, you know, as I'm thinking about it, maybe it tells them they're not the savior of their kids. Or how, do, how does the gospel speak into their situation to encourage them, There's that's all you just said.
1: These are, we're human beings. We're human beings and no human thing could can get me back. You know, we, we talk about that. What's a human being? A human being can be the minister. A Human being can be your sponsor. A human being can be your drug counselor. A human being is me. A human being is you. So the biggest, best is the biggest mentor in the world. See, this is what separates us from a self-help program to a spiritual program. Mm. You ain't gonna get it so far without it. And parents are human beings. That's it. That's it. At some point, God has to come into this thing. Once God gets in there, the Holy Spirit got me. I sat there long enough and let that Holy Spirit get a hold of me. But I had to be there. I had to be there. I had to show up. Which kind of, kind of counter productive about my attending. Attending is important. Abstinence and attending are important. Let me let me state that, <laughs> okay, but, but, but it's it's at some point I have to understand there's something bigger than me out there helping me. And that's where the, that, that void gets to be taken. <clears throat> Two words have left my vocabulary pretty much is loneliness and boredom. Those were two good reasons I would use. Two good reasons I would use. I could always use those. And, and, and this stuff goes way back. Way before I started drinking, I had some misbehavior. Way before I pick up a drink. I, I, was, I had this in my DNA. I'm, I'm, I do believe that. And it, it could just be a personality thing but years of alcohol and drug use, you might as well be in the boxing ring getting hit in the head. It's going to affect
0: you.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you're going to be a little slower than little Johnny next to you, okay? It's going to affect you, you know? And, and guess who I'm competing for? I'm competing with little Johnny for relationships with a good girl, the good job. And little Johnny, we're going am going to work same time every day. And I'm I'm, I'm 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 disabled. Mm. I don't I'm not working with the physical faculties that he's working with. He, you know, and I'm I, I'm sharper than Johnny. <laughs> My personality is better than John, I'm better looking than Johnny. Johnny keeps winning, 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 winning. I keep coming in second, third, so I keep losing. And we're competing for the same things. And I can't figure it out. And now I go back to my bad luck, black sheep, not fair, the boss's fault, the police's fault, whatever. Hmm. It's a reason for where I'm at right now in life. And you it, you've got to have hope. And that's what we offer here. We offer structure, we offer, but we try to offer hope. And that that's what, for me, that's what, that's why I wake up in the morning. Why would you wake up without it? I wanna say one more thing about, as far as church has a big target. And I have this conversation with guys a lot, that, because we deal with a lot of atheists, and personally, I think we're all at least agnostic when we come into this program. It's kinda of hard to, you can debate that with me if you like. I'll talk about your behavior. It doesn't say, say anything else. <laughs> but church helps so many people. That you don't see that aren't in the church pews, that, that, and, and it could a lot of it's financial, mm-hmm. but financial something.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You look around the world at the missions that we do. You can't just say church. I've done the church the Church is doing a lot more than that eleven o'clock service and that thing just for me. You <laughs> know, I think I forget it's like twenty cents out of the dollar. But done when it goes to missions. That's pretty big. How big is it, Jeff?
0: 17. But it's hard. 17. We're working, 20, towards, right? we're, working <laughs> towards,
1: we're working towards 20. That's right. And, and it's, it's, you know, what, are you putting any money in the pot? Well, no, I don't do that. Oh, really? Tithing was a big part of it. That's a whole other story. you know. My, my money situation straightened
2: out about the time I started tithing. That's when we, that's when we went
0: up to 20%. You know, so. <laughs>
2: that's so, the kind of feedback I'm talking about. It? Right? It's, it's, it's a bold action to give away money. Yes. yes. But there's something in it for me. Yeah, certainly it is. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I'll give you some contacts. Be vocal about your situation. Get, get it out of your head. Talk to somebody, get connected, get out, of your, uh, get out of your comfort zone and change will happen.
0: Spending time with Bruce and his guys makes living for Jesus real. It makes change real. You can't play games and overcome addiction. You can play church. You can play Christian. But you can't play and experience true victory. I hope this conversation has been encouraging and helpful to you. Please pass it on to anyone you know who has a family member or friend trapped in addiction. It takes courage to fight. It takes courage to get out of the way and let someone else intervene. But there is hope. The good news of Jesus is that there is hope of victory. Guys like Bruce are living examples that hope is real. And now they are turning around to help others find it. In the podcast, Bruce mentioned the Georgia Association of Recovery Residences as a resource. Check out garrnow.org for a listing of approved recovery residences. Or check out Bruce's organization at perimeterrecovery.com. Show notes from this episode can be found at my website, jeffreems.com. That'll do it for this episode of the Mission Life podcast. Check back soon as we post another conversation with someone putting their faith into action.